Hello friends and welcome back to the Beautiful Project podcast for another episode of The Spilling Stories. This is a special series dedicated to the women that I am watching all around me demonstrate resilience and kindness with themselves and gentleness with their families. But I also know that underneath all of that, they are giving themselves permission to stop holding it all together for just a moment and learn to spill over a bit instead. These interviews are not tactical. These are not theoretical six steps to surviving in a pandemic. These are the real lived experiences of women all around us who are just trying to figure out how to put one foot in front of the other, which I think is such important wisdom since I'm pretty sure we're all trying to do that. So today's episode is with my friend and business owner, Katie Thompson. She owns a local vendor market that she is just getting ready to um, celebrate the one year anniversary of. So let's drop in and hear from our friend, Katie. Okay, Katie, welcome to the microphone. This is not your first uh, trip here with me, and I'm grateful that you were willing to come back and spend some time talking about your own personal spilling over story. So from my vantage point, what I the reason I asked you is because um, I've been watching the way that you've handled the last few weeks. And the thing I was looking for around me, I was looking for women who are demonstrating resilience because I don't know of any other characteristic that is going to be clearly needed, not just in the past three weeks, but moving forward. Um, Resilience and sort of that ability to drop low and then come back up to the surface, that's just gonna be critical. So I've watched you do that uh, in your business. So I wanna open up the conversation actually just by giving you a chance to tell people who you are and what you do. I am Katie Thompson, Mm -hmm. and on Instagram, everyone knows that I say, hey, it's me, Katie T. Mm -hmm. I am the owner and curator of the market, A Journey to Joy, in downtown Moline, which is an indoor maker's market, a curated collection of 40 different makers, crafters, and curators that are all small business owners here, primarily in the metro Quad City area, but some do stretch outside of the metro Mm -hmm. and have a little bit of a commute in. Mm -hmm. So the mother hen to 40 small businesses, so to say. (laughs) I think that's awesome. You are actually getting ready to come up on your one year. This is your, this is the month of your one year anniversary, right? It is. April 25th is our one year anniversary. It feels like I blinked and it was here but during moments of that year it felt like a year was never going to come god that's just like having that's like birthing it's the same process right absolutely yeah you look back at the one year birthday and you're like i'm sorry month two to four stretched on into infinity but how has it actually been a year yeah i did what during that time Mm -hmm. oh we accomplished something you grew you happened yeah yeah (laughs) yeah totally the same thing yeah, it's been an it's been uh, an exceptional gift from my vantage point to watch you dream this thing into existence. You know, I was around when you were just like tossing out an idea, mm-hmm. and then you went in four months, right, from idea to completion yeah. to open, signing lease, opening the doors, four months. Dear God, so good audience. I mean, 
just that alone tells you how Katie approaches challenges. And I think that part's important because one of the things that I wanted to invite Katie to the microphone today to share with you is the fact that um, that we have these characteristics that we bring into crisis and they serve us very well, but it isn't necessarily the whole story. You know, it's the thing that you're seeing on the highlight reel, it's the thing you're seeing on social. And we'll always continue to put those things out for people to consume, but I think it's really important for folks in my audience to know that that's a part of the story, but maybe not the whole story. Mm -hmm. So to that end, I want to invite you to talk first really about how you are doing, like how you're really doing. Maybe tell them a little bit about what these days have been like for you or how you're feeling today. Quite frankly, a blur is the best way to explain it. That in moments of the day, things feel very crystal clear. Mm -hmm. I have objective A, B, and C. I'm going to move through my list, get things done. And then by the end of the day, I'm not sure what D, E, and F were on the list that consumed so much of my time, but something occurred. And more so than that, when you're a small business owner and you're faced with a hardship, you have two options. And I usually like to think that there's several options. It's just what branches you choose from your options. Mm -hmm. But right now with the pandemic, it's really two options. You fold Mm -hmm. or you persist. Mm -hmm. And persisting doesn't mean that everything is happy-go-lucky. I wake up charged every day and can't wait to take on the pandemic Mm -hmm. and make my business survive. But persisting in this case means that I'm going to have days that are a blur, that I don't know what happened, but I'm going to keep choosing to persist and move forward. Mm -hmm. And it's the choice in it, because really right now, it feels very comfortable to say, I just got to back up. And there's days that that's okay, but the overarching can't be right now to give up. Personally, inside, I'm very tired. Mm. I feel like my creative juices have went from zero to 100 and they drained all the way down but how does that look to others it looks to others like dang katie has all these ideas and she's pumping them out like crazy whereas for me it's the most draining feeling that i have experienced in a long time Mm, that's so important because i think it like you just pointed out it's so easy for people to see the you pumping out ideas and assume she's different from me. She has an endless well of energy and resource and creativity to pull from. And what you're basically saying is, nope, it's not endless. Like pretty much this is what I've got. Yeah. This is it. My ideas are are really coming up short (laughs) right now. (laughs) They all look very similar just with a little spin. Yeah. And I think, too, one of my big thoughts and feelings and heart issues right now, there's a lot of things I don't want to see. I was just telling a friend this earlier that the heart hunting that's happening Mm -hmm. is like this really cool, fun idea, right? Mm -hmm. And it's warming that there's a sense of community with all of the hearts. 
But on my commute, there's a farm in particular that has put an extra row of fencing out with these big wooden hearts on it. And there's something about that fence and those hearts that stabs me each day. I don't want to look at the hearts because I don't want there to be a reason that we have to have the hearts out. Mm. I just want to go back to not needing those hearts. We're at a time that we don't have fear, that we're not so sheltered from each other, from the mm -hmm. external relationships with each other. I just want the hearts to go away. That's such, I love that because um, I think we all, and I don't know if it's true for you, if it's an everyday kind of thing, but some days I'm better at not resisting what's real and some days I am struggling where I just want to go, like you said, can we just make it go away? Yes. Some days I wake up and it's, I'm like, oh, this is, okay, this is, feels okay today. And then it was yesterday for me. I don't know why I woke up and I couldn't really handle the reality of the world around me. And those hearts, those things that we've developed to be resilient have now become reminders of the fact that we need it at all. That you have to have it there, right? Yeah. I can relate to all of those things, tired. And the um, not knowing how to take another message and pivot it again. I mean, do you, like you, we were talking the other day and you said, I think it was you that said, I've pivoted so many times. I've pivoted in a full circle. Yeah. I've gone a 360. Yeah. 360. Yeah. Right. Because that's how things have been unfolding. Mm -hmm. Normally in a, in a crisis, if we want to use that word, or even just a dramatic life change, we have some time to think and map out our course and what our action steps are going to be. Very seldom does it have to happen at the snap of a finger. Mm -hmm. But over the past several weeks, it has been make a decision, sometimes two hours later, change that decision. Yep. The next day, change it again. And so that's where the pivoting comes in. Mm -hmm. I've gone full circle at this point. I don't, there's no other direction to go. When you're, so you're still showing up and I mean, you're getting ready to um, do a spring reveal on the Saturday because this will actually drop Friday. So a day before, I'll make sure that there are links in the show notes so that you can follow along with Katie's spring reveal and everything else with the market um, that following day. So you are still generating ideas. Where, where do you think you're pulling that from? Is it just persistence? Like, I'm not going to quit? No. Uh, yes. I should say yes, because I have had it instilled in me that failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. You can change your course and you can change the options and the path that you're on, but we don't set up to fail. Mm -hmm. And so there's part of that, but I have, as I mentioned, 40 small business owners that are underneath the umbrella of the market. So I feel an immense sense of duty and obligation to them mm. that I will continue to create and I will continue to try mm -hmm. because right now trying is almost the best you can do. Nothing is guaranteed to work. Um, I will continue to try for them and so that they know this business isn't about Katie Thompson. This business is about our community of vendors. Mm, that's so good. Do you think if it were just you, you would have tapped out by now? I think I would have slowed down. Yeah. I don't think I would have fully tapped out, mm -hmm. but I definitely would not be moving at the pace that I have been. Yeah, I can relate to that. There's too many Facebook posts and messages or texts or 
visually seeing someone, even if it's in a dream, that is a vendor. And I might not know the total story that what my brain is telling me the story is. Yeah. Um, but the stories are being built. And so I continue to work because of those stories that I might just be building myself. Yeah. That's good. So I think in some ways you probably answered this, but I want to give you a chance to call it out directly. Um, would Would you say that where you've felt and seen the most immediate impact in your life is, is in your business? Yeah, absolutely. My husband is a quote-unquote essential employee, mm-hmm. so my home life hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. He still gets up at the same time, still comes home around the same time. So in our household, I haven't seen this huge impact. Uh, my children don't go to daycare. So we haven't had any of the issues that some families have had as far as major household shifts occurring. Mm -hmm. What I have personally experienced within my business is that my business, the market was set up so that I could drop in when needed. Mm -hmm. And the staff that I have is a fantastic staff. And so they could take care of day-to-day operations. And I really was behind the scenes for most of everything. And I have been at the shop 10 times more than I was ever at the shop. And as much as I love to run in multiple directions, that's a normal day for me. The number of directions that I'm going now, I don't even know if I'm going the right direction most of the time. Mm. Physically, quite literally, I will go the wrong way. Yeah. And so that's probably where I've seen the biggest change is that a lot of people are experiencing a slowdown mm-hmm. and an adjustment that's maybe a little bit more of an emotional adjustment, mm-hmm. and I'm having this huge physical adjustment. So that is sort of the next um, question you led into it beautifully, and I was going to ask how you are adjusting or if that adjustment's still a work in progress for you. I think here, too, you can talk about you know, when we were... In Illinois, we have a shelter-in-place order, and so when it was time for you, you had to transition the inventory to an online. Mm -hmm. You went from this curated real-life experience, which is the entire business model. I mean, really. It is based entirely on the aesthetic that you've created, this feeling you create when you walk in the building. I can vouch for this, actually. There is, actually, when you walk in the building, there is still this smell um, that is the smell of these vendors. It's a, this incredible, like, combination of candles and florals. And um, so you've curated this entire experience that creates a feeling in people. And that feeling is part of what makes the model so successful. So I know one of the ways you've adjusted is to honor the shelter-in-place order and flatten the curve. You have taken on the burden of not burden, the responsibility of creating an online shop. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that, how that was for you. I know you shared. Well, it was awful. Right. I mean, it's like awful, period, right. done, statement. <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. Uh, I hate technology. Mm-hmm. And one of my key phrases that I have probably said to everyone within 10 feet of me at some point in time is if I don't have to learn it, I won't learn it. Someone else already knows how to do it, Mm -hmm. Uh, which a website and selling in an online platform was one of those things. I did not want to learn, had no interest in it. As you mentioned, 
the stores about being here mm -hmm. and feeling, smelling, touching the full in-body experience. And so I never cared about the website. And then within 48 hours to feel complete, I needed to have that website up and going, uh, which meant transferring a domain. Still don't really know what that means, but, but I you tried did it. it. <laughs> and launching an online store, uh, counting endless inventory and taking a million pictures. It all happened very fast that those 48 hours really were, there's no choice, this is what has to happen. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have to happen in those 48 hours, it could have waited. But to remain resilient, mm -hmm. I needed it to happen right then. Mm -hmm not be pushed to a back burner, not be given extra time to drag it out and say, well, I don't know how to do it, so I can't. Um, something that clicked for me though, there were those days right there around March 15th-ish where we didn't know what was going to be happening as far as the shelter in place. You know, it was starting to become events of 250, events of 50, right. events of 10. You know, these numbers were dwindling down. And at that point, I was telling myself we were supposed to have our spring reveal that Saturday of the shelter in place weekend. And I had told myself, I'm just going to keep pushing until they tell me that we can't be here. Then we'll keep our doors open and we're just going to put in extra precautions for sanitizing. And this is all going to blow over and life is going to be fine. That's what felt good to tell myself. And then I was talking to a vendor and it clicked in my head. My mom had said to me, if the store is starting to slow down because people are starting to stay in, I will come work the counter for you. That way you don't have staffing costs with such a slow mm -hmm. profit and turnover of sales. And I said, no, there is no way I'm going to put you in harm's way. You're staying home. And as soon as it technically came out of my fingers and through a text message, um, but out of my mind, and out loud into the world, there was absolutely no way that I could put anyone else in harm's way. If I wasn't willing to put my mom there, then right. I couldn't put anyone there. And that was one of those, another pivot, another turning moment for me where this was very real, mm -hmm. this was going to mean a lot of sacrifices and a lot of changes. And to be quite honest, there's been times in my life where the gray cloud was really dark and if this was a gray cloud time, I don't know that I could have made those pivots in those turns. So I got lucky that my life in my brain was pretty sunny, to use those analogies. Um, and so I did it. Yeah. There was no choice. I was going to pick up, go, get it done. And there really, Sarah, wasn't time to think about it. Mm -hmm. You just had to do it. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, gray clouds, dark days. In this, have there been like periods or moments of darkness, and what did that feel like? Yeah, uh, they're very spotty, to be honest. Um, a woman has given me the knowledge of looking at moods and emotions as a forecast mm -hmm. that clouds roll in and clouds roll out. Sometimes clouds stick around longer than they do, just like sunny days stick around longer than other sunny days. Um, and so I've been able during this time, my clouds have rolled pretty fast. Mm. 
And that's a good sign to me that emotionally I'm stable enough right now. But when the clouds, so to say, roll into my brain and that deep, heavy feeling comes, there's not any one thing to pinpoint and I'm a pinpointer you know I want to say like well online sales aren't successful enough and that's why the gray cloud is here but right now there's so much happening in the world that you can't pinpoint what the emotion or the feeling is Mm -hmm. and almost everyone that I've talked to their emotions are like a roller coaster right now their highs are high their lows are low but a true roller coaster rolls very quickly yeah And most people that I've talked to, and me personally, that's what I'm experiencing too. If you follow the market on Instagram, you've seen my happy dance or daily dance or my white girl dance, really. My husband's so embarrassed by that, but (laughs) he he can deal with it. And that is almost like you can watch the clouds rolling, right? So if you watch an Instagram story and you see a daily dance party, there's that burst of sunshine and fun, right? But then if there's not an Instagram story for hours after that, you can almost anticipate like, ooh, some sort of cloud rolled in. Yep. The, that pervasive heaviness you're talking about, it's, for me, it's been this, as I've listened to other women talk about it, it's almost like we can feel this collective grief it's not individual. It's not in necessarily in response. I mean, I have a list of personal things that have shifted and changed. Some of them are very hard. But I don't, when I have the, when the clouds are rolling for me, it's almost never in response to that. It's something diffuse, something bigger. I can just feel it in my body. And I can't, I just let it move through me. But, um, yeah, that, that experience of collective grief, there's been tons of women who have talked about just that, Oh, this is heavy. It's so heavy. It's the unknown that feels very heavy. Yeah. So many of us, and I think women in particular, we have this uh, sense of control. There's so many things in our lives that we tend to, Mm -hmm. that we can make a list, we can check it off, and we can move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Or we do have some sense of control over, maybe it's not a checklist, but we control the environment and the situations. Mm -hmm. And with what's happening right now we have zero control because we can't even forecast what's coming next Mm -hmm. and so the lack of control for me causes the waves and that heavy grief feeling yep because there's no real answer not one there's no time answer there's no will it be my family answer there's no can i keep it out of my house answer we're just waiting waiting yeah, and we, you know, it's funny because in this area, there, there are people who listen to this podcast who don't live here, and I'm aware that we are, as this virus makes its way to the center of the country, really, that's, you know, that's how everything works. You know, all the newest trends make their way from the coast right. in, so do viruses. <laughs> yeah, so. Odd um, comparison, but. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we are waiting, and we're watching what happens around us and there is this impending sense of doom that's difficult to ignore and it's just an issue of bracing yourself for it and like you said we don't like to feel completely out of control but the illusion of control has been ripped away from us we don't actually have any in the first place right 
and there's so little we can do to prevent whatever's going to happen next. That it's, an, it's a waiting game. Do you have any tactical things that are working for you in response to that? No. I, <laughs> she said no. No. I made a lot of statements today. No, period. <laughs> I tend to wake up. My morning is when my clearest time. I'm not a night owl. Um, morning is where I can really sit down and I still use my planner, even though there's no appointments on there. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and I think about what adjustments am I going to make? What am I going to try? And, and I don't mean this necessarily in response to business activity, just personally. I need to take some time to breathe by myself. I need to roll the windows down in the car and get some fresh air. Whatever it might be that I think it goes back to control, but I think that this will add benefit to my day and it will assist me in some way, shape, or form. And so far, none of it has stuck longer than a day. Mm. I will do it a day. And some of that comes with that blur. Mm-hmm. There is no calendar right now. Yeah. And so. I don't know what day it is most of the time. No. Yeah. And, you know, what is a normal Monday turns into a Thursday, and, yeah. you know, it never makes sense. And so I think that's a little bit of it that there's no consistency in scheduling, which I'm also consistently hearing from people that their schedule is really what's throwing them off the yeah. most. Yeah. Uh, so. I have zero tactical things that are assisting me. (laughs) Glad I'm not alone. (laughs) Tell me what you miss the most. I, in my business life, I miss customers being in here. I miss hearing them talk when they think I can't hear them talking in different aisles and areas of the store and sharing stories. I even miss the customers that are thoroughly annoyed when I greet them when they come in because they just want to come in and shop. And I miss that. I miss all of the interaction that is just a typical day. Mm -hmm. I am really tired of talking about COVID-19 even though I have to continue to talk about it. And I miss the freedom of hugging my people. Mm. Everyone's going to get smothered. And I know that there's a lot of memes and jokes about that right now. Like, non-huggers, watch out. You're going to get hugged whether you want to or not. But the body language of people right now is so strange. Mm -hmm. Even for me to do a curbside delivery to someone, I text them and I tell them, Text me when you're in the parking lot. Please stay in your car with your window rolled up. I'll set your package outside of your driver's side door. Please wait to open your door until I'm back to the building. It's the worst feeling for me when I approach the car to set the package down and not interact in a personal way with the customer. Yeah. It's not what my store was built on. It's not who I am as a person. Right. And it's almost like the heart's on the fence. As soon as I turn around and walk away from that car, my heart and my stomach slam together because I just want to turn around and be like, I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you. Thanks for supporting my business without my mask on. Right. (laughs) And while we're at it, I'm going to hug you too. And I'm going to hug you, stranger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Those things, the heart's on the fence, the, the disrupted ritual, those things are constant triggers. I, mine is the empty bread aisle. I, um, because no matter 
what else gets stacked at this point besides toilet paper? The bread aisle is almost always weirdly empty. Mm -hmm. You can get a couple things. And that bread aisle for me, every grocery trip is like, something's wrong. You know, you can, that is when I viscerally feel it, that something is wrong here. Yeah, I miss those things too. Tell me what you most hope for on the other side of this. I hope that people embrace what we just went through mm-hmm. or what we are currently going through, I should say. Um, we've made so many adjustments and many people have spent more time reflecting on what their life once was than I think most people spend in reflection time. Mm-hmm. They're noticing major shifts, changes, things that are habits or that they love to do or that they miss about current life from their previous life. We're so quick in our culture to forget what we've grown through and what we've learned through. Mm-hmm. After this, we need to embrace what we just went through. Embrace the fear of losing a loved one and spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked about. I just want to go see so-and-so. Yep. But they wouldn't have taken the time to go see so-and-so before. Yep. And so on the other side, let's take the time. Mm-hmm. and. The store was built on that principle too, about slowing down and spending time together. And I talk about slowing down here a lot. And that's really what I hope to see, that people truly slow down. Mm. That's wonderful. That I, yes, more of that, slow down. Katie T, thank you for your time today and just for um, the way that you take up space in the world. Thank you for sharing the spots where you're spilling over, but also how you're grabbing the pieces and putting them back together. I think there's a lot to be taken from that conversation that'll be valuable um, to everybody from, you know, folks on the front line to moms who are safe at home slash stuck at home with Mm -hmm. little ones. You know, I, I, those memes, all the memes that are like quasi shamey, you know, like you're not allowed to see it as being stuck at home. You know, for lots of people, this is really difficult. It's okay that it is. And I think you had a lot of valuable things to share for folks who find themselves in any of those situations. So thank you for your time and just for being you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, friends, that's it for our time with Katie. I hope there was something in there for you today as you are very likely um, in your home or maybe you're out on a walk because we can still go outside and take walks. Uh, Or maybe you're listening to us in a car all by yourself. I'm hoping you have just a little space to be all by yourself. I am also hopeful that there was wisdom in there that can help you move forward in the days ahead. Our regularly scheduled season will be back uh, as soon as, oh gosh, I don't know, um, as soon as it makes sense for us to talk about women as a creative force in the world. But right now, I think we have to find a way to give ourselves permission to spill over and hopefully you think the same. If you loved today's episode, please go on to the platform of choice and leave us a rating and a review so that other people can find us. As always, thank you for lending your voice to our chorus of courage today. 
where we work to create a world where women belong with substance and with strength. I'll see you all soon.